Waking Cinderella by Deirdre Dwyer. Presented by Broken Crow in association with Garter Lane Art Centre. Episode 2. Rendezvous. In Hotel Cara, in the 5th arrondissement of Paris, Cara Creedon arrived home from school in a bad mood. She slammed the door of Laurent's car as soon as he pulled into the garage and stomped up the stairs with her eyebrows furrowed and her arms crossed. Laurent raised his eyebrows at Sandrine, who was polishing the banisters, but neither said a word. Did you find Asha? Ah, bonjour, Cara. Oh, bonjour, Sandrine. How are you? Did you find Asha? I looked high and low, but no. Asha will turn up, Cara. This isn't their longest adventure, you know that. Now, may I ask, how was your day at school? Fine. Oh. What happened? Qu'est-ce qui se passe? Nothing. I said it was fine. I'm going to my room. And she stormed up the stairs. Dusty, you can come out of my pocket now. Where's your sister? The last place I saw her was here on the dresser. Hey, come back, Dusty. Wait, stop. Get out from under there. Come out. I've got you. I know it isn't very dignified for you to be pulled out from under the dresser by your tail, but you wouldn't come out, and I don't want you going missing too. And if you get stuck, where will we be? Here, back into the palace. Asha, is that you? Hold on, Asha, I'm coming. There you are. Are you okay? How did you get stuck under there? Your fur is all flattened behind your ear. Hungry? Have some apple. What is this? Oh, Asha, you found it. Mam's acorn necklace. Get into the palace there with Dusty. It's great to have you back. And I've been looking for this necklace for ages. I missed it, and you. And you missed all the stupid fuss at school today. The twins gave out their stupid birthday invitations and everybody lost their minds. People were coming up to me in the playground saying, how exciting it will be and isn't it nice to have a celebration? I just want those two ugly sisters and horrible Madame Michelle to vanish. Well, okay, so maybe Annabelle and Annika are actually not what you might call ugly, but they, just like their mother, are horrible to the core. What would you know? Just because they give you guys raisins doesn't make them good people. Now, I'm glad you're back, Asha. We missed you. That evening, Hiroto was getting ready for bed. The customers were all gone and the last chef had just pulled the door behind herself. After making sure the coast was clear, Hiroto finished stripping the tablecloths from the tables and bundled them up under the stairs and settled in for the night. He took the soft, colourful paperback book from his back pocket and began to read it slowly, line by line, by the light from the street. When she had done her work, she used to go into the chimney corner and sit down among the cinders. That is why she was called Cinderella. In spite of her ragged clothes, she was a hundred times more lovely than her sister. Hiroto looked down for a moment at the grimy grey t-shirt and shorts that he slept in every night and thought of the white chef's jacket of his dreams. He continued reading the book, and at the end he turned it over to read the small writing on the back cover. Written by Charles Perrault, the great Parisian. A statue of Perrault can be found in the Jardin de Tuileries in Paris. Sighing with satisfaction, he lay down on his makeshift bed, and when he fell asleep, 
he dreamt of pumpkins and magical fairy godmothers and glass slippers. As long as Hiroto managed to get up and out of the way when he heard the first key in the door in the morning, he could make it appear that he had just arrived. So every day, that is what he did. Ah, Hiroto, here you are at last. Oh, I was just putting my bike away, chef. I'm not late, am I? You are two minutes and twelve seconds late. I've been here half an hour already. But, really? Don't let it happen again. Punctuality is key. Are you late because of the snow? Snow? Yes, snow. Paris looks like a Christmas card out there. Fuss and nonsense. People lose all sense of perspective with the first snowflake. Now, hurry up, Hiroto. I want you to clean out the cold room shelves today. Shouldn't take you long, a couple of hours at most. Once that's done, you need to go out to the grocery. I have a list here. You can read, can't you? Yes, Jean-Claude. Which one? The one on Rue de Petit Champ is the best. The freshest fruit and vegetables. Do you know it? Which one? Just close to the Tuileries Gardens. Oh, the Tuileries. Where Charles Pro has a statue. I just read... Enough. Yes, chef. Get to work, Hiroto. Those shelves won't polish themselves. And after that, to the shop. Here is the list. A box and a backpack. Hiroto immediately got to work. All the while thinking to himself, If Jean-Claude trusts me to go to the shop to select the produce, then maybe soon he will trust me to, perhaps, plate up the cold starters. He hummed as he scrubbed and he grinned as he wiped. He finished by noon, and as soon as he dried his hands, he grabbed the money, the list and the box and set out on his walk to the grocery. He pushed open the door and the cold air hit him. Paris looked like a new place under its dusty coating of snow. It was the snow that made Professor Antoine, Cara's teacher, decide that today was the day to take their annual trip to the Tuileries Gardens. As he crunched his way to school, he reckoned the pre-Christmas visit to the old carousel would be even better in the snow. So he bundled up his class and they arrived at the entrance by the Louvre just before midday. Children, do I have all of my class? Stay together, yes? Here we are at the Tuileries Gardens. Hurry up, Lucette, that's it. Now, can everybody hear me? Wonderful. The Tuileries Gardens next to the Louvre here on the banks of the Seine were created by Catherine de' Medici as the Garden of the Tuileries Palace in 1564. Louis, stop that. No, no. Thank you. Louis, can you please remove Elodie's plat from your hot chocolate? Thank you. Now, does anyone have a tissue for Elodie? Excellent, thank you, Claudette. Now, where was I? Yes, 1564? And it was eventually opened to the public in 1667 on the request of the famous author of Sleeping Beauty and other fairy tales, Charles Perrault. It was the first royal garden to open to the public. Stand up, Esther. No, the ground is too cold to be sitting on. Up, up. There's a good girl. Professor Antoine, Charles Perrault. Didn't he write Cinderella? Yes, indeed he did. Well done, Cara. And it says here, 
A statue in celebration of the author is found just over there beyond the carousel. Jacques, leave Maria alone. No, you don't have to hold hands now. It's only when you're crossing the road. Where was I? Um, yes. It became a public park after the French Revolution, and since then it has remained a place where Parisians celebrate, meet, stroll, and relax. Isn't that nice? Yes, we all want to stroll and relax. All right now, the other class will be finished with the carousel very soon. Why don't we go over there? Yes, let's go. No, Louis, please stop that. Does it look like Arno wants to stroke the pigeons? No? No. Well, it doesn't look like that to me either. If you could just put the poor unfortunate bird... There's a good boy. Well done. Are you okay, Arno? Well, that's nice, but really there is nothing to be scared of. The group started to move towards the carousel, but Kara stayed at the back. Asha, Dusty, are you there? Did you hear that? Charles Perrault. He wrote Cinderella. The actual writer. I want to see him. I want to see that statue. Let's go. Oh, look! There! There he is! Oh! Hello. Are you talking to me? Hello. No, I'm talking to... Well, I suppose I am talking to you now. Are you... Is this the statue of Charles Perrault? I think so, yes. It says Perrault on the base there. But I'm not sure... Why is there a cat wearing a hat? That's Puss in Boots, of course. He wrote that too. And Sleeping Beauty. Oh. And my favourite, Cinderella. Cinderella? Yeah. Why? What's wrong with that? Nothing. It's just, I have a copy of it right here. You carry around a copy of Cinderella in your pocket? Not always. Oh. I don't have this one. I have a few different versions at home. Different pictures, you know? Um, but why are you, you know, carrying it around? Is it for the school trip? A project? Which class are you in? No, nothing to do with the school trip. It's not mine. I'm just minding it and I want to have it on hand to give it back. It said on the back the statue was here in the Tuileries, so I just came by to have a look. And here he is, Monsieur Charles Perrault. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. The cat is cool though. I've never seen a cat in boots wearing a hat and carrying a sword before. It's okay. It isn't a real cat. Who are you talking to? A mouse? Two mice? Dusty is the brown one and Asha the grey. Hello there. Can I touch them? Sure. Of course. Oh, they like you. I've never met a pet mouse before. I've seen live ones in the restaurant, but we lay down traps and poison, so soon they become dead ones. No mice or rats allowed. That's horrible. Lock your ears, lads. What restaurant? The one I work in. You work in a restaurant? I suppose you could say I work in a hotel. Well, sort of. I help serving the breakfast sometimes, if I'm in the mood. And if Erica says it's okay. And if there are not very many customers. In fact, she doesn't really like it when I help. She says I'm not very focused. Oh, right. Well, I'd better be getting on. Will your teacher be looking for you? No. Why would there be a teacher looking for me? I gave Professor Antoine the slip. He gets a bit too serious about safety. You really should read Puss in Boots. It's good too, the cat is really clever and it helps this fanboy. He ends up marrying a princess. The school library would definitely have it. Cara. School library? 
No, Cara. I don't think you understand. Kara! There you are. Well, you had us all very worried, young lady. Sorry, Professor. I just wanted to see the statue of Peru. Well, you should have told me where you were going. You can't go wandering off in the park on your own. But I wasn't on my own. This boy from the other class was here. Oh, where has he gone? Which boy? Oh, the boy, tall, red hoodie. He was just here. I didn't see anyone. But he was just here. Look, I still have his We've book. We've got to get back to the others right now, Carla. Who knows what Louis will have gotten up to by the time we get back. Of course. About time, too. Where have you been? And don't traipse that snow in here. I'm just... You sent me to the shop. Well, did you get everything? Yes, chef. It's important it is all here. It's for the celebration in Hotel Cara in the 5th at the end of the week. Cara? It's a birthday party for some twins who will be turning 16. They've ordered their classics. French onion soup, beef bourguignon, ratatouille, and for dessert, a chocolate mousse for 200 people. The new events manager says if it goes well, there could be many more coming our way. Can I cook or prepare something? This is the most exclusive party the restaurant has ever catered for. They want the best food in Paris, which means mine. Now, if you're ready, can you begin to clean those pots, please? We need to start with a fresh kitchen so that I can create the classic and best. Yes, chef. You have been listening to the voices of Sophia Furlong, David Marchant, Devlin Lunergan, Aideen Wilde, Joe Marr, Nicholas Kavanagh, Jackie Kelleher and Deirdre Dwyer, and the music of Anthony O'Dwyer. For further information about the cast and crew, go to DeirdreDwyer.com. The illustrator for episode two, Rendezvous, was Deborah Adichie. Seeking Cinderella was written while Deirdre was in residence at the Irish Cultural Centre in Paris in November 2021, supported by Driacht Blanchardstown. It was recorded and made in Waterford in the winter of 2022 and was only possible thanks to the support of the Arts Council of Ireland, Creative Waterford, Waterford City and County Council Arts Office and the Everyman Cork. <laughs>